0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Show & Go podcast, where we bring you all of your MLB The Show and Major League Baseball news. I'm your host, Blake Anderson, almost three-time World Series champion uh, in MLB The Show, but I choked last night. That's besides the point. We got Ryan Jones and Anthony Stellar-Harder with us today. What's
1: up, guys? I'm Anthony, seven-time Division Series champion. Um, I'm just too consistent. I'm Ryan and I stay an
2: all-star because I only play two games per season.
0: All right, one and both. Nice, nice. We got some. Uh, we got some top players on this podcast. You know, just the the upper echelon of MLB the Show ranked seasons players.
1: See, you got a little bit of everything. The guy that dominates the the shitters, Ryan. You got me that tries to be good but gets dom. By people that are half decent at hand coordinated skills, and then you got Blake, who's just unstoppable once he gets into CS.
0: Yeah, once once I get past seven hundred, bro, it's just uh, it's just uphill from there. I mean, I faced postseason Charlie Morton yesterday with a guy who was barely over five hundred. So, you know, it's really just the top level of competition in the eight hundreds, and you just can't you can't make mistakes. It's as simple as that today we actually have our first sponsor for episode two it's actually our own product we uh, just came out with it we're kind of in beta testing but it's actually called show and go swipes Ryan do you want to talk about that a little bit
2: yeah so um, show and go swipes are centered a product for you if you ever hook up with uh, maybe a four five, uh, you're usually batting around 700, but you uh, dropped down and you had a bad day. Just want to get it over with. Just swipe on, swipe off, and boom. You're in and out. Easy as that.
0: <laughs> so for some of you who may be confused, this is not Roman swipes. These are not meant to make you last longer. That is not what we're doing here. These wipes actually have pictures of your favorite baseball players on them so you can finish faster
1: big integrity move for us to sponsor ourselves for our podcast
0: yeah well we figured that it was this was the biggest audience we were gonna get you know like you could have we could have picked the joe rogan podcast we could have done section 10 starting nine but i mean why why start there why just why why just not start with us you know we're betting on ourselves but yeah, the swipes will be available um, soon on our website, and uh, they're going to be cheaper, faster working than any other swipe that you might have known. I mean, and I'm pretty sure they protect against anything that could go wrong during sex. So I mean, it's it's a good investment to say the least.
2: I personally go with the Matt Chapman edition, uh, just the fastest possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anthony, what's your weapon of choice? You mean you
0: mean the Platinum Glove edition?
2: Oh, yes. Platinum Glove. Yeah,
0: bad. yeah.
1: Um, I go with the Cuban Missile Edition. <laughs> Based off a rolled to Chapman, go as hard as you can when you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he like. has the. You have, like, the 104 miles per hour, like, on the side of it. It has, like, a pitch <laughs> clock. Exactly. Yeah. Alright, well, that's our first sponsorship. And today we're going to keep talking about some MLB news. We're going to be discussing the uh, United States of Baseball event. Uh, We're going to be talking some unfortunate baseball news with Randy Rosarena. We might even break into some predictions and some of our favorite cards so far, so stick around. All right, what do you guys think of the United States of Baseball event?
1: I think it's a huge dub that they made Cody Bellinger um, like a big wanted card, only at 20 wins. And then they, we finally get that 99... uh. Jake Arietta card that we discussed last week was not a possibility.
0: Yep, yep. I definitely freezing cold takes myself there. Uh, I literally said I was like, yeah, there's there. We're probably not gonna see one of those this year. You know, we didn't see one last year. I think he, I think I said that he Aubrey huffed himself basically, and that's just simply not the case. Maybe he didn't he didn't push it far enough. Maybe just telling immigrants to go back home wasn't crossing the line. You know, I mean, it was 2016. That's a long time ago. So maybe that didn't cross the line. I don't know.
1: I think we overestimated and will be The Show's uh, morals after they gave Josh Hader back his 99 from last year. Of course they would give back uh, a 99 Arrieta.
0: Right. That. Exactly, exactly. The moral integrity is now squandered. I mean, and baseball is just such a pure sport, like we said last week. There's no... Integrity problems at all. He just
2: Manfred has taught every single person cheating who has ever cheated in the game.
0: He has, you know, and and think about the suspension rate. Every one of them has been suspended. Not a single one of them has not been suspended. Incredible. Yeah.
2: Flawless, man.
0: F- flawless. That's a great immaculate would be a good way to describe Manfred. He's probably a twelve mil player. to me on. Now this is this might be a dated reference. He's a what? 21 and 0 player?
2: Yes. Oh my god.
0: I never even dreamed of doing that. No, no that time. sounds impossible. Like it took like top players couldn't even do it. Like I, I feel like pitching rebel did it like twice. Like
2: <laughs> and that is a a month long commitment to play that many BR games in yeah, 24 if that, games. If you lose in the teens, that's just soul crushing
0: Yeah, that was an insane grind. Like when did they change that? I think in 17 they changed it to 12 and 0, right? Mhm. Yeah, okay. and was it 21 and 0 or 24 and 0?
2: I believe it was 21.
0: Okay, that's what I yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. That's insane. Like you'd have to like you said that's like a month long grind. Like I don't yeah. I don't know the last time I played 24 BR games like that's tough.
2: I'm trying to remember. Did they even have the rating thing? Or was it you could get matched up against anyone?
0: I think they had the rating thing. Okay. Um, that was before, like, they changed the ranked season, though. Because uh, yeah. they still had it where, like... I don't know. The ranked seasons before 17 were, like, uh, kind of confusing. Like, the rating was the in the thousands, and you... I, I didn't really understand it at the time, but once they switched it to the 0 to 900 rating, I think it's been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I think the I think the event's a huge dub because I haven't wanted to play events since events started. There's just been no interest. It's such a good idea. Like it, It's honestly a great idea by MLB The Show, and I just have had no interest whatsoever because I feel like... In, in most cases, the I don't like being restricted with the team. And I know that's the whole point of events. So that's kind of why I shy away. I just like using my my God squad, you know. Like, it's tough for me to use the lower tier teams. And I don't really like the six-inning games. And, you know, so a three-inning game on All-Star with, is usually okay. But I just – there hasn't been any reason for me to play events. And now I actually want all the rewards this time. I mean, Bellinger – is probably going to start in my God Squad outfield because Griffey is hit or miss with me. I feel like he's either a homer or a strikeout a lot of the times. And Bellinger has the great defense, and his Player of the Month card might be my favorite card this year. So I'm definitely going to grind for that. Uh, Arietta and Verlander are going to be endgame starters because they both have sinkers now. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Verlander's fifth pitch is a sinker. Verlander's fifth pitch is actually a two-seam. Yeah, I... Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know how viable it will be, though.
0: I don't either, because the the fifth pitch, I've noticed, is... It's it's tough to use. Like, a lot of times, it's that change-up or... A, like, the pitch, obviously, they throw the least. And uh, it seems like there's a huge drop-off between the fourth-best pitch and the fifth-best pitch. I mean, yeah. maybe it's just me, but lately, like... The changeup or slider in that fifth spot is awful. Like it just hangs, and that's those are the pitches that I give up home runs with, or or I hit home runs with. Like if, like last night I hit a homer off of postseason Charlie Morton splitter because it was just <laughs> down the middle, and it was like batting practice. So it's like I, I'm trying to stay away from those fifth pitches, but I use changeups a lot against lefties. So I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. I think Arietta is going to be super solid, especially since we haven't seen him in a while. Um, I don't think hitters are going to be able to adjust to him quite yet, especially on Hall of Fame. Uh, Verlander is a different story because we see him every year. And uh, hopefully that sinker is usable, but his stats looked great. The control was great. I mean, almost a flawless card. Who are, who are you most excited for as the people that they've released so far?
1: I'm ecstatic for Jake Arietta because I wasn't playing when he had a 99. And last year, I had zero interest in his 94 because I think it was a World Series card. So it was expensive all year. And then by the time you could, I really saved up that much stubs. I just had better pitchers already. So I'm really excited for his 99 this year. Um, like you said, like I'm ex- actually excited to grind events again, which is crazy to think about. But yeah. I believe Arietta was a headliner last year. You're right.
2: Yeah, you're yeah. right.
1: That's
2: my bad. Yeah, it's all good. Um personally I think Bellinger's the one I'm most excited for just because we know his swing is awesome. He he played super great last year and it should be around the same this year. And he's a lefty that does really well against lefties, which is where I usually struggle with uh lefty lefties, so that should help a little bit. Yeah
0: no I I think I'm ex I don't know. I- I'm definitely gonna use Bellinger. Like he's probably the gonna go straight into my lineup because like you said, he's got a great swing. But I think I am most excited for Arietta because we haven't seen that card in a long time. Hopefully I can get to that forty wins. I mean that's a that's a big grind. I hope they leave the event on for a while. I feel like this would be the one that you wouldn't really need to change that much because people are gonna be playing it for a while to try and get that Verlander. Normally, the events last what like a week, two weeks maybe. Yeah. Um, I I would like to see this one go like a month. I, I don't know what. I don't know what their plan is as far as um, the central and east are like. I don't. I don't know if they'll have different rewards or if it's going to be an entirely new event. I kind of just assumed that these these three would be the awards for that entire event. But now that I'm thinking about it, the Central and East could have different rewards, right?
2: Potentially, but how are you going to come up with six more cards that are on this level that haven't come out yet?
0: Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I mean, I, I don't think there are any, especially because they just dumped a lot of the high diamonds in the headliner. I, I still don't really understand why Arietta would be in the West event um, if there were multiple rewards. So I'm assuming that these are the same rewards for West, East, and Central. And maybe that's just the players you're allowed to use. Like, I'm assuming you're only allowed to use West players or in, in this event, and then maybe at the... Uh, Maybe at the end of this event, it'll be you can u- only use central players. I mean, that's what I'm assuming, but I guess we'll find out more today. We're recording this uh, an hour before the event dr- drops, so we don't have all of the information yet. But I'm definitely excited. Like I said, this is the this is the first time I've been excited for events all year.
1: I was looking at Twitter just now, and a lot of people are hoping that it's last year's finest Bregman for 80 wins. What do you guys think about that? That card mashed.
0: That would be that would be a cool card, yeah. Definitely a five-tool guy. With that
2: shortstop secondary, too, he could be one of the best shortstops. There's not a lot of shortstops that mash lefties that have a good swing, I've noticed, because Tatis is really good against righties. Trey Turner, really good against righties.
1: I think the best one that I can think of is Ripken with like 123-106, which isn't mm-hmm. that great. But people hate his swing.
0: I hate his swing.
1: I, I hate his stance.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Seager hits lefties well, but he's a lefty. So yeah. It, at the end of the day, it's can you hit lefty-lefty, you know?
1: So I have the stats on that Bregman right here. Mm-hmm. So against righties he's 98-108, against lefties 125-125.
0: That's really solid.
1: What's Which, his fielding again? Um 83 fielding, 87 arm strength, and he has 124 vision and then he has 61 speed.
0: Yeah, that would be a nice card to have at 80. I I honestly I don't know if I would go for him necessarily. I think it would just be depend on how close I was. Like if I got Verlander, then sure I would probably want to go for Bregman, but I think the rules of this event will definitely decide how much I grind. I'm hoping it's 3-inning games on All-Star. That would be huge so we don't have to do 6-inning games.
1: I would love if there's like no max cap like overall for the team. Like just 99 overall team for it.
0: Yeah, that would be nice because then you know we're already restricted by the geographical location. Like, let's just max it out. Make a make a god squad of West teams or West players. Exactly. So I'm yeah I'm I'm excited about the event. How have you guys been doing with some of the run it back players?
1: I bought Eckersley. I didn't feel like doing the showdown or conquest. I just right, wanted, it's
0: it's ass. It's ass.
1: Wanted him right away. And so far, I think I've used him in three different outings. He's gone three innings, three shutout innings in each of uh, three different games total with, like, six, five or six Ks. So he's really solid. To me, uh, I compared him as, like, a better Raleigh, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was looking for in that card, honestly. I struggle a little bit with Raleigh because I think people have seen him too much. And so hopefully Eck would be a nice change of pace. Yeah, I haven't really... I haven't tried any of the new ones because I just I don't I don't know if they're gonna make my team. I think Ek was the only one that would make my team. I think Cargo looked really nice, but no reason for me to get I mean no me reason for me to use him.
1: Um, what about the ninety nine hater? I forgot I mentioned I got him as well.
0: Oh yeah. I see I always hit hater, so I I don't know if I would wanna pick him up, but I mean what are you what's your experience so far? Um
1: I use them in Also, three games. In only one of the games, I just accidentally hung a slider down the middle to Nelson Cruz, who's maxed out. So, naturally, it was destroyed. But other than that, he's been pretty solid. Well,
0: that's good. Yeah, hanging hanging lefty sliders to Nelson Cruz is just begging to be crushed. No shot that doesn't go out. Exactly. No shot that doesn't get perfect, perfect to the warning track.
2: We have uh, breaking news from NASA, actually. The ball still hasn't landed. Really? Yeah. It's
0: just floating in space.
1: Exactly, yeah. Wow. Defying gravity.
0: That's impressive.
1: Also, Nelson Cruz is still slowly trotting the bases, actually. (laughs)
0: Longest home run trot of all time. All right. All right. So the 11th inning program just dropped recently. I think... I was expecting, you know, the before they announced anything, I was expecting some sort of Verlander Eckersley combo. But now that Eckersley's in the Reddit backpack, and now we know Verlander's in the um, in the event, I think it's kind of cool seeing all the old bosses back, especially on something on a program you'll be able to grind all off season when there's not really any more content being released. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah. Um, it gives people who didn't get a chance to get certain guys to get them. Like, I know a few people that weren't able to get Griffey in the last program. Maybe, say, if you picked, like, I don't know, like Harper, now you can take Frank if you didn't have enough stubs to buy him in the first place. and so now you can have both. So I think it's pretty cool what they did. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, it definitely fixes
2: some market problems because. Guys like Larry Walker were going for like 400 I think, at one point. And also, something that not a lot of people have noticed is that the henchmen are back in the program as well. So that if you're working towards trout still, that really helps because a lot of those guys were impossible to find in the market.
0: Yeah, I, I did notice that because now all their prices tanked. Wish I would have known that before I bought Keith Folk for like 50k, but no big deal. You live and you learn. Speaking of the market, I definitely thought that the bosses would drop in price now that people saw that the bosses would be available again, like kind of the buyers anticipating the market trend. But that's not the case. A lot of them have gone up in price. Griffey went up like 100k. Ortiz, like the Ortiz, Walker and Rivera's are all really expensive. Kenley went up like a hundred K they are They didn't drop at all. And I, I was assuming that they would, because why, like, why are they more expensive now that they're available again? I, I know that most people haven't gotten that far in the program yet, but are we just not are, is it just delayed or are the prices just going to stay fixed?
2: I think it's delayed because a lot of people probably anticipated that they would have access to all the bosses sooner in the program. They thought it would be like a big choice pack with like, I heard somebody say rare rounds with like the later ending programs like Griffey and stuff and base rounds are the first few innings. And that that made sense to me. And I think a lot of people bought into that and so started selling early and now that they're a little bit later in the program, and nobody's reaching them yet, they're trying to buy them back, and it's the the demand is going up, but the supply hasn't gone up yet. But it will soon.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, I literally did the exact same thing. I thought that's how the program was going to be, and then noon hit, and I check, and I'm on MLB, so I checked the program, and what do you know? Griffey's sitting there, and like all the other bosses, and I'm like damn, I should sell some of my bosses that I don't use and buy them back later when they're cheaper. And so I'd already sold Kenley and I didn't. all the other ones were locked in. So I'm like, I don't really have anybody to sell. But I was like, I'm not doing too hot with Griffey. So why don't I sell him? And then when he drops, I'll buy him back. So I sold him for like 212K or something. You know, I, I, it might've been the next day or a couple hours, but I realized I was like, I kinda wanna keep using Griffey. And I noticed I was like, he's a thousand stars deep into the program. Like, that's gonna that I might not even get there. So like there's no guarantee I get the second one. So I go to buy him back and his price went up. It was like it went up like twenty K. And I was like, Oh, I played myself. So I buy him back at two forty and I checked yesterday, like a week later, or not a week later, but Decent amount of time later and he went up over 100k and I'm like, thank God I fucking bought him back I would have been I'd have been kicking myself if I lost Griffey and I lost 100k. That'd be tough But that's why I don't invest in the market very often. (laughs) I Don't know. I I am excited to see some of the other bosses. It, It would be cool to check him out late in the year, but realistically, I don't think I'm gonna grind the 11th inning program that hard I'll probably do. I I've done the showdown. I'll probably do the conquest, and then from then on, just play ranked. I'm also one away from the finest collection, so I don't. I can't see myself selling any of those, so maybe I'll do that later down the road. But I don't know, man. It's it's the same bosses. It's November. Um, if anything, I'm more excited about the event. I
1: agree, which is live in the next twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, it is. So I guess we gotta hop on that.
1: Let's <laughs> have all three by today. I'm
0: disappointed. Dude, I gotta edit this podcast. I might not even get Bellinger. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can get into uh, some unfortunate MLB news. Uh, so, I guess Randy Rosarena was arrested on kidnapping charges in Mexico. Um, of his own child. Right, of, of his own child from his ex-wife and father-in-law, or ex-father-in-law. Um honestly I, I don't know how much I don't know how much there is to say as far as opinions wise just because there's so little information that's been released so far from the police and from the situation I mean we don't know what he did there was supposedly a skirmish like a physical altercation uh, we don't know the extent of that yet we don't know the situation that the daughter was in to begin with it's just unfortunate that it came to that that he felt like that was what he had to do in the situation. Um, Hopefully they can get it sorted out and, you know, hopefully the daughter's okay and they can really figure it out. And I mean, I, I would love to see him play again, but I think, you know, we've seen in the past that when domestic violence stuff becomes involved, the suspension usually comes and it's up to the team whether to decide they want him back or not. I mean, For guys like Aroldis Chapman, people wanted him back because he's really good. But then Domingo Herman gets caught with something like that. And then for some reason, they're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to punish you. You know, so granted, I understand the situations are very nuanced. They're very different. But at the same time, uh, I think it would be nice to see some consistency with the punishments from teams. But at the end of the day, they're professional athletes and you know people normal people can't do what they do so teams are going to pay them no matter what their past is in most cases it's unfortunate but uh, what do you guys think
2: I, I don't i don't really know what to say it's
0: kind of it it's, it's a tough situation i i, I don't really yeah. know what to say either i mean like
1: it, it's really sensitive
0: yeah like i
1: just don't think we've gotten enough information to really have an opinion on this yet All we know is he was arrested. Did you guys see the video that
2: leaked? There's a cell phone video of him holding his kid, and they were all talking in the street, and the police pulled up. But uh, it it looked like he wasn't endangering the child in any way, which is good. But, I mean, he, he definitely took it too far in trying to forcibly remove the kid from the rightful home.
0: Yeah, I didn't see the video, but that's, that's really tough. But I think I, that's pretty much all we can say is that there's, you know, we don't know enough and we might not know enough. I mean, they might not release some of that information to the public. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully everything gets sorted out and uh, everything can get back to normal, I guess. Charlie Morton. Charlie, Charlie Morton, Morton yes. With the
2: Braves one year.
0: Yeah, how much was it for? 15 million. 15 million. Okay, that's what I thought. So Charlie Morton signing with the Braves for one year, 15 million. I think that's that's a solid deal. I think he he pitched well last year. I think he didn't show any signs of slowing up. What do you guys think? He pitched better
1: uh this past year than I thought he would. 100%. He definitely exceeded my expectations, so Definitely deserved and earned, and honestly, the Braves just got quite a bit better. Absolutely. Um, he, he underperformed,
2: if you look at his FIP, if you're, if you're a guy that looks at all that. Fun stat, he actually outperformed Trevor Bauer in the last two seasons based on war. And he's getting wow. a one-year deal. Well, Trevor Bauer, probably not going to sign a one-year deal.
0: He claims There's he a is.
2: lot of speculation about that.
0: But yeah. I, I think that's the Braves rotation was solid before, and now they're now I would say they're deep. Like they've got some good options, especially if Soroka comes back healthy. Um they'll be exciting to watch next year for sure. I I think Morton's just impressive, man. I think him like he was hitting high nineties, like triple digits occasionally and like He's what? Like in his 30s? Late 30s. Yeah, like that's 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 almost like Verlander level like you know, Verlander had that drop off where he had that dead arm phase and you know, he came back and now he's pumping high 90s and Charlie Morton's doing that too and I'm I'm impressed. I think you look at a lot of guys that make it that far in their careers and they are not pumping high 90s like um, and I mean, his breaking ball is his best pitch too. So, I-, I think he's he's built a nice little back end of his career for him, and hopefully, oh, no. he can hopefully he can do just as good as he did last year. I think the Braves are in their window to compete right now. Their pitching looks solid. I think their bullpen was decent. I think they're in a really good spot. I mean, Freeman just won MVP. Like they've got Acuna, Albies. I think. Losing Osuna would kind of suck. I think that would be somebody that would be a good one to try and get back. Um, Especially if they continue the DH and the NL. You can just DH Marcelo Zuna. But he's going to have a lot of suitors this year.
1: Yeah. Did you see that um, we might finally get back some Yasiel Puig in baseball?
0: Yes, I did see that.
1: He uh, he signed with... His new agent is Trevor Bauer's agent, actually. And reportedly, the uh, Red Sox, Astros, and Orioles are all interested in Puig. What do you think of that, Blake?
0: I like Puig a lot. He was exciting when he came up with the Dodgers. And watching him play is always really entertaining. I would love to see him in a Red Sox uniform, especially, you know, no Mookie or anything. We could use another outfielder. I think JBJ is probably gone as well. I think uh, I, I don't really think that's a secret. So getting Puig for like a cheap deal would be huge. I think that keeps the outfield depth the same for the Red Sox for the most part.
2: I actually think he's a really good fit with the Astros. With them losing Springer, most likely. Brantley, most likely. And Josh Reddick, probably. So that, that outfield's kind of kind of barren outside of Kyle Tucker. And obviously they have your Don coming back to DH. Uh, but I think Pweed would slide in pretty nicely there in right field. He's a good fit. And he, he, he'll distract from the off-field issues of the organization with his excitement and his play and, He's a big personality, and I think that's a good fit for the Astros right now.
0: Yeah, that, that would make perfect sense. Um, I think it's going to be really tough for the Astros in the next couple of years. I mean, whenever you get a big core like that that's got multiple elite players um, and they're all going to hit free agency within the same the same window, it's t- it's really tough to keep that core intact. I mean, their window might be closing this this offseason. Because, like you said, the outfield is getting torn apart, presumably. Um, Correa's got one year left on his contract, and they're already talking about trading him before the, his contract's up. So, I mean, who's left at, in the core? Because Springer's gone, Correa's presumably gone. Uh, Bregman, is that the guy that they decide to keep around as a fan favorite? I mean, that's great and all, but I, I mean, are they really that good with just Bregman left from this, from that lineup? Like, I, I don't think so. Um, their pitching has been really promising. They had a lot of young pitchers that pitched well in the postseason. So maybe they're still competitive. I don't know. I just think that their window could potentially be closing soon.
2: Uh, I think you're forgetting about uh, a little, a little detail, a little guy that uh, you know is probably gonna stick around there for his entire career because no other team wants him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Altuve solid. I I just don't think you know. I mean, he dude. That guy had the yips in the yeah. in the playoffs. That was tough to watch. Like, I think for a lot of people it was hilarious because it was just like cheating karma, but. uh it's tough to watch somebody with the yips. It's like it it sucks because you know that they've practiced their entire lives doing one thing, and now they can't do that thing for whatever reason, and that that's tough to watch. But you know, he'll he'll be fine. He'll recover hopefully. Uh, and yeah, I guess you're right. I guess Al, Altuve is a good candidate to finish his career with the Astros. But at this point, I I think that core that they built up is shaky now at this point and might be broken up I think the Cubs are almost running into the same problem I think they had a really good core when they made their World Series run and they haven't had quite the success that the Astros have had since they won Um, but they're floating around Chris Bryant trade ideas Uh, I mean I I think the Red Sox were in on Chris Bryant talks they wanted him to play left field and uh, I think the Nationals were in on it. I am I mean, Chris Bryant should not be in a uniform other than the Cubs, in my opinion. I think that's a huge shame if he does.
2: Uh, yeah, but I think the Cubs don't deserve him.
0: That's because fair. They, that's fair. They kept him down that one day too
2: little. They had Mike Olt as their starting third baseman. And they... They argued in court that he was a better option than Chris Bryant at that point when Chris Bryant lit the world on fire in spring training. Made no sense, and they're just... They they are taking their lumps now, and it's about time. He should be a free agent this offseason.
0: Yeah, that that's a very fair point. I think the call-up rules in the MLB are, you know might need some adjusting because teams are doing that where they call them up as soon as they uh, get that extra year of um, control, which is super frustrating from a fan's perspective and, I mean, can even hurt the team in that single season. Um, and like you said, like, they argued that in court, you know? So it's it would be nice to see some adjustments because obviously I expect, expect every team to take full advantage of that. I'm not expecting them to change that. I, I guess I'm saying that MLB might need to adjust the rules so that they can't do that. But of course, there's, you know, fans have been calling for that for a while now, and Manfred hasn't talked about it at all. So, I mean, that's, that's a shot in the dark at best. But anyways, I think with those young cores, like that's probably the best way to win a World Series is draft a really young core. And then once they're ready to uh make a playoff run you sign like a Justin Verlander um or you trade for an Aroldis Chapman in the Cubs case uh but there's a expiration date on that type of team you know because they're all going to hit free agency eventually and when you drafted that well they're going to they're going to want some money like they're you're you're not going to be able to resign it just doesn't make sense for to resign your entire core unless they take team friendly deals. Like in the Braves case, like with Albie's and Acuna, maybe it's possible for them, but I, it, it's going to be tough and it, it sucks. Cause I, I liked the Cubs a lot. Their 2016 run was awesome. It would have been nice to see them compete a little bit more. Whereas the Astros, I don't really give a shit if they're good or not. You know, like they can fade off into existence. It's fine.
1: Speaking about free agency, do you guys see that the Mets reportedly want to get at least two or more of the big four this offseason?
0: I did, yeah. They were in on Real Muto, right?
1: They're, they were in on Real Muto, and ap- apparently they're in on either Lindor, Bauer, or Springer. What two, what two of those guys do you think are the best fit for the Mets that can make them instant competitors? Personally,
2: I think Springer is the best fit for a win-now team like the Mets are apparently trying to be. But they haven't had a true center fielder on that team since 2015, 2016, when they had Juan Lagares out there with his gold glove. Uh, but, yeah, it's they've been putting Conforto in center, and Cespedes was in center for a little bit, and Nimo. It, it just, none of those Jets were working. They had Granderson Anderson out there, I think, when he was thirty seven playing center field. It was they they just they weren't they weren't built as a team. They were built like best players available or whatever, best hitters. They they've had awful defensive teams recently. Yeah.
0: So with that being said, if you're the Mets, what's your pitch to free agents this offseason? Like, what about the Mets would make them want to sign, you know?
2: Best pitcher in baseball. Richest owner in baseball. So you you know that he's going to keep adding and you're going to become
1: a playoff team. Big market city in New York. I was going to say, I'd be able to play in New York without the restraints of the Yankees. Exactly,
0: yeah. I, I think the owner is a big part there because... Before you couldn't really say that they were gonna build a playoff team. You know, I think they were stuck in the same rut that a lot of MLB teams are, where the owners are just kind of stagnant. And now with a new owner that wants to be involved, that wants to build a playoff team, I think I think the Mets can make a decent pitch now. That. I mean, like you said, they got DeGrom, new owner. It, it's looking really bright for them.
1: Yeah, um, Blake. Uh, I want your opinion on this because I talked to Ryan about it. Um, With Theo Epstein leaving the Cubs and Billy Bean having to possibly leave the A's, I'm not sure if that was official yet or not, what do you think of the possibility of rumors that Theo Epstein could go to the A's?
0: That would be pretty cool, honestly. Obviously, I think Theo Epstein's awesome. I mean, he broke both the Red Sox and Cubs curses. I I mean, I, I don't think the A's have a curse, but I think that he, they're in the situation where it would be good for him to come in and help out. I mean, uh, I think he's always been solid. Uh, and I think if Billy Bean really is gone, I mean, I think you have to replace him with somebody that's going to do something because the A's are have a window right now where they're going to be competitive. You can't botch that by signing somebody who's just going to come in and, do the bare minimum or kind of get their, try and get their feet wet a little bit first before they make some big moves. I think if you're the A's, you got to get somebody who's going to like draft well and make moves that are going to be win now without trading away. Potentially somebody you can't re-sign. I mean, Billy Bean has done the same thing over and over again. And it works for the most part. Like he, he always drafts really well. They always are competitive Um, They just haven't made that deep playoff run that I think A's fans are probably expecting. Um, So it it would be really interesting to see what the A's look like without Billy Bean. But I don't think there's a guarantee that it's better. Um, I I think the way that they draft is always solid. And without Billy Bean, that might not stay the same. Um, But Theo Epstein, I think, would be a good replacement for somebody of that caliber.
2: I just want to butt in and make a quick, quick correction. I don't think the A's draft well. They draft well in the deeper rounds, mm-hmm. but up towards the top, a lot of time, you see reports that they uh, took their second best option or something, because or third best option because of signing bonus reasons and stuff like that.
0: That's fair. And you
2: look at recent draft picks, like Kyler Murray. <sighs> um Richie Martin was a first rounder, and now he's an Orioles bench shortstop. So, you go ahead. ahead, Anthony. I know you had something to say.
1: Um. So go off what Blake was going saying. Um. Like I said, I don't think it, it's a guarantee, but I think if there is a guy to help the A's get over that postseason hump, I think Theo Epstein would be huge, a huge addition to the A's to help them get over that hump and maybe make a couple big moves in the offseason and whatnot. He's always done it with big market teams. You could argue with Boston and Chicago that you could argue like this is like a a new challenge for him to see what he can really do with like less uh, options there for him. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I saw that he had a quote saying that 10 years was about what he wanted to do with this job. Like it's any longer he wouldn't want to continue doing it. I don't know why that's his number, but that's what he said. And so maybe if he stays in the baseball executive world, maybe he does end up with the A's to replace Billy Bean. Because that, like you said, that's a new challenge. I, I think that'd be I, I think that would be cool. That would be cool to see. Going back to my point about the A's drafting well, I guess I just meant that a lot of their talent is homegrown. And, you know, you got guys like Chapman and Olsen and what you got Donaldson, Cespedes, all guys that came up with the A's and then got traded away. I guess that that's I I guess I was saying that's more what they're known for, but I think um, you yeah. you have a really good point that they didn't really draft well the last couple of years. I forgot about I forgot Kyler Murray uh, uh, or I forgot the A's were the ones that drafted Kyler Murray cuz that was that was stupid. And then like you said, Richie Martin and yeah, I think I think it, yeah, that's I a mean, fair. Even, that's a very fair point.
2: Even in your examples, you named Donaldson, who was drafted by the Cubs and then traded yeah. to the A's for Rich Harden, and then Ioannis Cespedes, who was signed out of Cuba. Right. So I, Sparey. I guess
0: I, yeah, I guess I should say that. Uh, they're better with the guys that, they're better at finding guys that they can yeah, develop. They,
2: they definitely turned the no names into big guys. Like Loriao yes. wasn't, wasn't on any prospect list. He goes to Oakland and shows up uh, Luzardo. He he was he was like a lower level prospect but still they uh, they definitely helped him out.
0: Yeah, that that's a that's a much better way of putting that is they they make they turn the no name guys into something solid at the major league level. Kind, kind of like the Rays in that aspect. They do that really well. Um, so yeah. No, I, I did forget that Donaldson was uh drafted by the Cubs cuz I I always think of him or I, I remember him telling a story about being in the minor leagues with the A's and stuff. And that just made me assume that he got drafted by him, but that was obviously not true.
1: Speaking of the Rays that you just mentioned, the Rays announced that Blake Snell is open for being traded. What do you guys think of that? As, After losing Morton too?
0: It's it's not that surprising. I think he's obvi- – I, I, I don't know how happy he is with the Rays system. Um, he's going to be a big free agent eventually. And I, I think for the Rays, they're not they're they're not holding on to him because they know that they're probably not going to re-sign him. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, they compared uh, Sales' contract with the White Sox at the time he was traded to Snell's contract with the Rays, and they're pretty comparable financially. I think they were they both had like four years left or something, and they got a lot for sale. Moncada, Kopech, and then two more prospects. And that's a big haul. And I don't know if that type of move is made during a COVID offseason. But if it is, do you guys think they get the sale level return? Or do they get something, I mean, potentially better or worse?
1: Well, as we all know, the Rays literally can't lose any trades. So I think they would get a pretty good haul. I don't know if it'd be on that sale level, but I think they get a pretty good haul for Snell.
2: Yeah, um, I I don't know if they'll get that sale level just because I feel like there's more there's more incentive for the Rays to trade Snell than there was for the White Sox. Like I didn't feel any urgency that sale needed to be dealt at the time, but with Snell it. it it feels like it's a matter of time until he gets traded. And so that if, if they trade him sooner, then the market might not build up all the way, so they'll have to take a lower return. I, I just want to point out really quick with the Rays, Charlie Morton, he they declined a one-year $15 million option on him at the beginning of the off season. He signed with the Braves for one year, $15 million. And we all say, that's a steal, right? Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, that's that doesn't make too much sense, especially considering the Rays just made a World Series run. I, you know, I don't know if Rays fans actually exist, but if they're out there, I would be heated. Like, I would be heated that we're not on the offensive going into this offseason. And I get it. That's not really how the Rays work. But I, I want to see them compete next year, too. And without Morton, that's a huge blow the fact that they're talking about trading Snell if Rays fans exist and they're out there they're they're pissed cuz that that was their one window apparently I, it didn't have to be though they could have they could have competed next year too and they probably yeah. will but losing pitchers like that which is the Rays strength is going to be tough to recover from
1: if i'm a Rays fan i'm really worried about the world series loss hangover effect just because like you said Trading away Snell already, possibly lost Morton. Randy Orozarena stealing kids in Mexico. <laughs> Next.
0: Yeah, they're falling apart, dude. Like, it's it's not looking great. It's you could say that's a that's a World Series hangover for sure. I think it'd be hard to say that there's a World Series hangover for the Dodgers, considering that they've just been rock solid like past four years.
1: Did you see that they're reportedly going to try and trade for Nolan Arenado?
0: I did, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. They've got Turner at third and just... He's, he's a free agent. Oh, Turner's a free agent. So they are are they just out on Turner then?
1: Possibly.
0: I, I, I feel like he would want to stay with the Dodgers, but...
1: Yeah. That... Not after he gave one of them <laughs> COVID, apparently. Oh,
0: that's right, yeah. I, yeah, that's right. That was the whole conversation about he's a free agent now.
2: Imagine if it was, like, Clayton Kershaw's kids that he gave COVID to.
0: Yeah, like, he's gone. No shot. Yeah. No shot. He can't do that. No. I feel like...
2: Or
1: Magic Johnson. What about him? It would be the second time he tested positive for something.
0: God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what do you think Turner's market is? I mean,
1: reportedly the Mets have been in contact
0: with him. He was on the Mets, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I I think JD Davis is an above average player. and
2: McNeil is, can fill in at third if they don't believe in him. But I, I look at a team like the nationals, maybe
1: if they, uh, want to play Kibu at second.
0: Yeah, and they don't have Rendon at third anymore, so.
1: Exactly. I just thought the Nationals were going to be all in on uh, KB, though, is what I heard. So, maybe if they don't get a guy like Chris Bryant, they can sign that, ju- like a Justin Turner. I feel like Turner is the cheaper and more proven option, and it's just, that's fair.
0: Yeah, it, with Bryant, you're really going for the name there and, and hoping that you can get his, uh, what, he won MVP, right? His MVP-level production. I mean, I, I don't know if you get that. Maybe the change of scenery is what he needs, but I, I kind of agree with Ryan. I think Turner is more bang for your buck there. I I don't know. I it, It's hard for me to see him not signing with the Dodgers, but the fact that they're talking about Arenado... Um, being a trade target them just winning the world series i it would make sense for him to leave i mean what else do you have to prove there you know right just take a big contract and keep setting yourself up how much would you pay for justin turner because isn't like, he in, he's into his 30s right like he's yeah he, he's this,
2: 36 37 i think i think he's a guy who could really benefit from the dh moving to the national league as well so if that's announced, he, he his market definitely goes up to around
0: 20 mil, but I'd say 12 to 15 mm-hmm. a one to
1: two year
2: deal.
0: Yeah, because this might be the last contract he signs. Uh, I, yeah, he's still solid though. he's kind of like same with Morton, you know like I would still want them on my team.
2: A trivia or no.
0: we could do we could do some trivia. Oh yes. Okay, sure. I wait, I, I I have a trivia question off the top of my head that you guys should already know, but I'm wondering if you do or not. And I it should still be accurate. So, I'll I'll start us off then Anthony, you can you can be the questions. Okay. Who was the last switch hitter to win MVP? Blue. Damn it. <laughs> I was really hoping that you would know that, that you would think to about a hitter, but that yeah, that's that's such that might be the best baseball trivia question, cause like the only reason I knew who was a switch hitter is because it says on MLB the Show, and then like he won MVP a long ass time ago, so you're like that is not your first guess. All right, go ahead, Anthony. The American League MVP,
2: by
1: the way. Chippers won it. Yeah, I was going to say Chippers. Oh,
0: right, right, yes, yes. I was supposed to
1: say Chippers. I knew what you meant, Blake. Yeah. I knew what you meant. Name one of the two teams from the first televised MLB game in 1939.
0: Televised? Oh, God. The Red Sox. The Indians.
1: Cincinnati Reds. That's one of them.
0: Really? Did you know that or did you just guess?
1: I mean, a lot
2: of the customs and the majors revolve around the Reds going first. Like,
0: oh it yeah, used that's to be true. that they
2: played every single first team of the year. So that was an
1: educated guess, as we say.
0: That's, okay, that's fair.
1: You have a good guess at the other team, Blake?
0: No. The Braves? Is it the Cubs? It
1: is was the Brooklyn Dodgers.
0: Oh, fake team.
1: Alright, um... How many innings was the longest game in the history of the Major Leagues? Was it 26? Was 26. That was my
0: guess. God damn it!
1: Pitcher Jim Abbott threw a no-hitter in 93, despite what physical disability? He only has one arm. Which arm is he missing?
0: Uh... I thought he threw... Because he's the guy that had to take the glove off. Like, he... I think he was missing his. Oh my god, I don't know. Right?
1: He was missing his right hand.
0: So he throws left handed. Yeah. Okay, and then. Gotcha. And then he has a right handed glove. Gotcha, okay.
1: What mascot was named the best mascot in sports by Forbes magazine in 2008?
0: The Philly Philly Fanatic.
1: Yep, both right. Um, you guys should know this one. How many double stitches are there on a single baseball?
0: I don't know that.
1: Is it one hundred and eight? One
0: hundred eight. Oh, that was my dude. I got I got this. Like these numbers <laughs> are popping into my head, and I'm like, nah, that can't possibly it, be it. And then Ryan says it.
1: Uh, how many times has the World Series been canceled, and in what years? Nineteen
0: ninety four.
1: That's one of them. So at least one. Nineteen eighty one.
0: No, just play it for you just uh, played. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know it was canceled more than once.
2: Nineteen
0: oh five. Nineteen oh four. Oh. why was it canceled in 1904
2: if i remember the boston americans or no no the new york giants were like refusing to accept that the american league was legitimate and they just didn't want to play them so they're like we're the champions of the
1: national league we're the world champions so yeah all right here's the last one okay what is the nickname for the time period between 1900 and 1919 when baseballs were soft and difficult to hit long distances? Dead ball era? Yes, sir. If you want to be
2: soft and not last the longest, then go ahead and check out the sponsor at the beginning of the video.
0: Yeah. I'm plugging it again. Show and go swipes. All right, well, I think that's a great place to end. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some more MLB news. Maybe some MLB The Show content. We're kind of getting to that point in the year where the content's not going to be super frequent, but hopefully, we'll get a wish list podcast out for MLB Twenty One, and we'll see how that goes. So, thank you, everybody, for coming in, tuning in to the Show and Go podcast. I'm your host, Blake Anderson, with Anthony Stellar Harder and Ryan Jones. We'll see you later.